Hey, you're listening to the Design Doctor Podcast, where we diagnose design drama and talk about how to decorate, remodel, or build a home without losing your mind. I'm your host, Krisha Palmer, medical doctor turned interior designer and life coach. So come on in and have a seat. Let's talk. Welcome to the podcast. Do you think of yourself as a creative person? I've always thought of myself as a creative person, and I guess that makes sense since I am an interior designer. We think of design as being a creative field. And in today's podcast, I want to talk about creativity. We're going to talk about what it is, how might creativity help physician wellness, and resistance to burnout. We're going to talk about what if you don't think you're creative. So if you answered no to that initial question, do you consider yourself a creative person? What if you are? I'm going to get you to question that a little bit. And then finally, I'm going to give you some tips on how to tap in to your own innate creativity. But I want to tell you a story first. I was in the sixth or the seventh grade and part of a school competition called Olympics of the Mind. I believe it's called Odyssey of the Mind now. And during that competition, I received an award. It really surprised me. And to this date, that award really stands out in my mind because I think it's probably the one that I'm most proud of because it feels really authentic to me. So the bigger part of this competition was a series of problems. You would gather your team, they would present you with a problem, and you had to come up with lots of creative ways to solve it. But one part of the competition was getting into a room with about five other students your age, and they would have a facilitator, and they would pose a smaller question to you, and it could just be any kind of problem. And we would take turns going around the room and brainstorming solutions. So each time it was my turn, I had to come up with something and they would judge you based on creativity. And I don't remember exactly what our question was, but I remember, you know, coming up with answers. And then later that day, there was an award ceremony. And based on my answers in that particular part of the competition, I received the Renatra Fuschka Creativity Award. I was really surprised at the time because they only give out one of these to a team or an individual who demonstrates outstanding creativity during the competition. And to this day, I think that's the award that I'm most proud of. It really allowed me to step into my creativity, own my creativity, and of course use my creativity even now on a daily basis. So back to that question that I asked you at the beginning, do you consider yourself a creative person? Think about it. Yes, no, maybe a little bit. And hang on to that answer. We're going to come back to it in just a few minutes. But before we do, I want to talk about what is creativity anyway. So if you just Google creativity and look at the various definitions that come up, one of them is the use of the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work. I think that's a good definition, but I think it may be limiting to some extent. I think often we think of creativity in conjunction with artistic efforts like painting or music or dance. But when you really think about it, creativity is so much more than that. 
Another definition that I found was the ability to make or otherwise bring into existence something new, whether a new solution to a problem, a new method or advice, or a new artistic object or form. And I really like this definition better because it's not just artistic endeavors in which we can express our creativity. Any opportunity to come up with a new idea, a new solution to a problem involves creativity. We see creative ideas not only in fields like music and art, but also in tech, medicine, and engineering. So why does this matter? And if you're a woman physician, as most of my listeners are, how can creativity help you, even if you don't think you're very creative? Well, as it turns out, it may just really help with your overall sense of well-being. As you know, we're in the midst of a physician burnout epidemic. So we're always looking for ways to promote wellness and connection. The University of Rochester Medical Center Psychiatry Department recently did a study called Creatively Connecting. They organized an event that featured performances, musical performances, by anybody that wanted to participate. So physicians, residents, social workers, other members of the healthcare team could share their musical talents on this virtual platform. And while doing so, the people that watched it could interact and live chat. They did a before and after survey using the perceived stress scale. And they found a decrease in stress levels and feelings of workplace isolation and an increased sense of connectedness with one another after they participated in this particular musical event. Another study out of Malaysia showed that creative tasks increase the sense of well-being of study subjects. And if you'd like to read the details of any of these studies, I do have the citations linked in the show notes. So why is this? Why do creative activities seem to make us happier, more well-regulated? Well, I don't know that we know that answer for sure, but I do have some ideas on why that might be. One possibility is that I think we're able to lean into our most authentic selves when we give ourselves space to be creative. With creativity, there are often no right or wrong answers. We feel free to brainstorm and to dream big. And I think it's during those times that we can tap into our true desires, our most authentic ideas, and our biggest dream. The other thing I think that may come into play is that it helps us feel and process our emotions, depending on what activity it is. I think for many, many years, we've historically suppressed emotion and viewed our emotions as weak or feminine. And that's been done to our own detriment. And now with a rise of increased awareness about mental health, thankfully, we're realizing that emotions are very important. They're part of the natural human experience, both positive emotions and negative emotions. And oftentimes, I think when we have negative emotion, we tend to either resist that emotion and just suppress it and ignore it. And all the while, it's just right there underneath the surface bubbling up. Or we try to escape by overeating or over drinking or over Netflixing or over scrolling. (laughs) I laugh because I totally do this sometimes. I think we all do. 
a lot of us are living with un- lots of unprocessed emotions. So there's something about stepping into that creative zone, whether it be music or dance or design or art or even just thinking of outside the box about new innovative ideas, it helps us tap into our emotional side and can even be an outlet for processing those emotions. This is one of the reasons why my Design Academy continuing ed students have expressed how much they look forward to meeting every month. And for those of you who don't know what that is, I have a a monthly design class. So my students that go through my signature class, Design Academy, can elect to stay on and have a design class every month where we dive into their projects, we learn more about design and decorating, and I help them create the home of their dreams. Many of them have come to me and said, you don't know how much I look forward to this class every month. It's like something that I can do for myself. It's fun. I get to be creative. And I think that's what they're talking about. There's an enormous sense of well-being that comes along with giving yourself that opportunity to dream big, think of ideas, and not judge yourself. So let's go back to that question that I asked you at the very beginning. Do you think of yourself as a creative person? If you answered yes, amazing. That's, a, that's great. If you answered no or not so much, I have some good news for you. So there's really not any evidence that one person is inherently more creative than another. And creativity is something that can be cultivated. In fact, George Land, back in the 60s, did a research study to test this out. He tested the creativity of 1,600 children ranging from three to five years old. And then did the, gave the same test um, again at 10 years of age, 15 years of age, and he also tests a bunch of adults. And it was a test that he had devised for NASA to help select innovative engineers and scientists. And guess what he found? The creativity results among five-year-olds was 98%. Insane, right? And then test results among 10-year-olds and 15-year-olds went down. and 12%, and the same test given to almost 300,000 adults, 2%. So what happens if we're all born with this creative potential, which gradually fades as we get older? I think it's likely because we're not giving, giving ourselves the opportunities to use it. As we get older, there, you know, there are rules, there are regulations, we judge ourselves, we're afraid of making mistakes. So I think that that has a lot to do with it. But what I want you to focus on is the fact that 98% of those five-year-olds scored really high on that creativity test. And that means that even if you don't think you're a creative person, you probably are, and you can cultivate it if you so desire. In fact, Land's conclusion from that study was that non-creative behavior is learned and that our innate default is more creative. Okay, so let's move on to some tips on how you can tap into your own creativity, especially if you're somebody who doesn't think of yourself as being creative. I have four things that are my top ways to induce my creativity, even when I'm feeling like I'm kind of in a creative rut. Number one is silence. We live in a loud world. We're texted, we're dinged, we're notified, we're called all minutes of the day. 
So we often don't have silence. And that's when we can be alone with our thoughts and our dreams and explore those creative thoughts and those creative ideas that we have. We don't want to drown that out with all of the demands of our life. So what I recommend is just noticing that. Notice, do you have, when you go throughout your regular day, are you having any times of silence? What I often do is when I'm in the car driving, my first inclination is always to turn on the radio or a podcast. And once I started just being aware that that's what I was always doing, I decided to stop. And now I drive in silence. It not only has done wonders for my creativity, but it's also done wonders for my anxiety. (laughs) I have a lot of generalized anxiety just at baseline. And having that silence really has a way of regulating my nervous system, calming me down and allow me to open up to my creative thoughts. So just be aware of that and notice, do you have defined periods of silence in your life? That might be one thing you want to take a look at and plan on increasing for yourself. Number two is solitude. When we have periods of time alone, it allows us to really look inward, reconnect with our own thoughts and feelings, and can really have a great effect on creativity. A lot of great creative thinkers have actually talked about this. I'm just going to share a couple of my really great quotes. Nikola Tesla said, the mind is sharper and keener in seclusion and uninterrupted solitude. Aldous Huxley said, the more powerful and original a mind, the more it will incline towards the religion of solitude. And Naomi Judd said, solitude is creativity's best friend and solitude is refreshment for our souls. I totally agree. I am an introvert, (laughs) admittedly, but I think there's something about being alone with your thoughts and really connecting to yourself that really can inspire creativity. The third tip for enhancing your own creativity is embracing imperfection. And I think this one is the hardest. Of course, right? We don't want to make mistakes. We don't want to fail. But to be truly creative, you've got to let go of all the self-judgment. You've got to allow yourself to make mistakes. You have to allow yourself to think of ideas that aren't good so that you can get to the good ones. So really embracing imperfection, knowing that it's part of the process and not judging yourself. And finally, number four, sleeping on it. I love this one. It's so cool. I've even talked to my kids about this. When they're doing their homework and they're having a hard time with a particular problem or they just aren't, you know, at their best, I'm like, brainstorm some solutions and then go to bed. Like overnight, usually not when they're doing their homework. When you wake up in the morning, I promise you're going to have a new perspective. And it's so cool how our brains do process information, work on problem solving while we sleep. I can't tell you how many times I've been working on a design project for a client and I kind of get creatively stuck. It's so frustrating because I want to, you know, move forward with a project, but the ideas I'm coming up with, I'm just not happy with, and I just feel stuck. I will go to bed at night and just try to forget about it. And the next morning I'll wake up and all of a sudden I 
I can see the whole project. I have a vision for how it could look. Now, this doesn't happen all the time, but it happens a lot. So making sure you're getting enough sleep and if you're trying to solve a particular problem, looking at it, thinking about it, let yourself forget about it and just sleep on it for a few nights and see what happens. So those are my four tips, silence, solitude, embracing imperfection and sleeping on it. If you're a woman physician looking for other opportunities to flex your creative skills, Check out my website, housecallsforphysicians.com. You will find a link to my free mini course there, along with lots of other resources that can help you tap into your own creativity. That's all I have for this week for you. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and I'll see you next week. If you're a woman physician who loves all things design and decorating, be sure to check out my private Facebook group, House Calls for Physicians, Or you can visit my website at www.housecallsforphysicians.com.